Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. All right, so more changes for the Eskimos tomorrow. We're going to see Josh Woodman in for Neil King at safety. That's one to watch. Chris Getzlaff will be at uh, wide receiver. So they have to flip the ratio here. Mercy Maston comes in at quarterback for Canadian Arjun Colhoun. So uh, then they bring in a Canadian off- on offense. So Getzlaff is going to play wide receiver. Ladarius Perkins in at running back. Uh, we got uh, DeAnthony Batiste in at right tackle. Tony Washington moves over to left tackle with Joel Figueroa out. Ryan King is injured. So Levi Steinhauer will be the long snapper. Sean White is injured. So Hugh O'Neill will be the kicker. Ladarius Perkins at running back for I can't even remember which ones I've mentioned or not mentioned. There, there are so many of them. Uh, Trayvon Van out. Ladarius Perkins is the running back. Those are the big ones to watch. Gary Peters does return uh, from a one-game suspension because he uh, got a little too physical with an official in the previous game. But tomorrow at six is the countdown to kickoff game at seven thirty here on six thirty. Chad against Hamilton. Hey, Mike Riley, have you ever seen injuries like this before? No, I haven't. Um, not, at least not this early in the season, you know. But uh, that's just the cards we've been dealt this year, and that's uh, something, you know, one of our challenges. But, you know, we've uh, weathered it pretty good so far. Guys have stepped up and been ready to play. Can we uh, go ahead and mute that there, Avery, please? Thank you. <laughs> My bad, Mike. My bad. <laughs> good to see you, by the way. Um, yeah, I mean, every team's dealing with injuries to some extent. Probably not many or anybody as much as us, but, uh, you know, that's that's the way it goes. So I uh, still got to line up and play the game, and our guys are ready to go. How big of an opportunity is this for some of the guys who have been waiting and been on the practice roster, now this is their moment? Yeah, it's huge. I mean, that's what's great about this league. Uh, One of the differences between here and in the NFL is nobody comes into a CFL team and is given a spot right away. you got to earn everything. Um, You know, if you're a first-round pick down there, you're going to play regardless. Up here, um, a lot of times you're going to sit around on the practice roster and and wait until your opportunity comes and um, you know you got to take advantage of it and most of the guys if not all the guys that are stars in this league you know had to bide their time a little bit and when they had that opportunity they took advantage of it so our guys understand that they have great examples on our team of when that's been the situation for the veteran guys um, you know and so uh, you know they're always prepared and ready to go and we're excited about the group we're going to field. All right, Mike Riley, ready to go. CFL uh, Performer of the Month, one of three selected for the month of July. The Eskimos are 5-0. and Paul says on the text line, I'm waiting to see if the Eskimos can have a good start again. I hope so. He also adds, I absolutely detest the shows where they put strangers in a house. We were talking about reality television before the break. Uh, Mike in Southwest Edmonton says both Kelly Clarkson and Carrie Underwood won American Idol. American Idol is coming back this year with Katy Perry and others on a different channel, I believe. And uh, Jay texting in uh, saying, Before He Cheats is the Carrie Underwood song I was referencing. And on that note, we bring in from our sister station, it's another station in the building, Kissing Country 103.9. It's Greg Reynolds. Greg, welcome back to the show. What a segue, hey? Just smooth. Thank you. Just smoothing it in there. From Big Brother to Carrie Underwood to Kissin' Country to Little Old Me. By the way, Carrie Underwood was at Big Valley Jamboree on Kissin' Day last summer, and it was fantastic. I got to meet her. I got to talk to her. I almost fainted. What was she like? Super nice and amazing and just down to earth. You just wanted to hang out with her more and more and more. By the way, did you know how she got with Mike Fisher? No. (laughs) At a meet and greet. 
For a concert? Before one of her concerts. She's like, yeah, he just came up and asked me if I wanted to go for dinner after the show. She's like, nobody had ever done that. He was the first guy that did it. You're a pro athlete. Well, yeah, I mean, that. it helps. You know, like, have the confidence to do it. A yeah. couple of guys like us, that's not going to work, but that's pretty cool. You're just kind of back well, maybe there. Maybe it would work. You think? Because she didn't know he was a hockey player at the time. Oh, I'm sure she knew. Like, I'm sure there's like you, you and I's VIP thing, and then like a Mike Fisher VIP. Oh, he might have been in these extra special VIP. Yeah, like, exactly. Here's where other famous people get to come meet. You. This person has money, and these people do not. Are they still together? Yeah, they're awesome. Because like, somebody, Patrick said, somebody phoned in. We're like, they split up. That person was, re- you know, when you're checking out at the grocery store, and it's like Bigfoot lives, Elvis is alive. Carrie and Mike split up. It's oh, that's, same. it's fake news. <laughs> yeah, that's fake actual news. fake news. The stuff that Donald Trump says is fake news is not fake news. It's just stuff about him he doesn't like reading. Exactly. That's actually fake news, some of those tabloids. Well, Bigfoot could be alive. Do you watch those shows? No, you don't watch any reality TV. Uh, no, I don't. You got to get on is the clo- is Sports is the, all the reality TV I need. What about pros They're versus Joes? Did you watch that one? No. Oh, that was good. I watched some of the Joe Schmo like 12 or 15 years ago. Where they took the, the fake, poor guy? The fake reality show. <laughs> yeah. oh, the yeah, one guy awesome. thought it was a reality show and the rest of the people were actors. He was like, I can't believe I made it through another week. Yeah. And they're like, well, this is all set up. That was awesome. Yeah. Wasn't that on Spike? Is that channel still so around? That was when Spike first came out and they tried to do all those really different shows. Right. And they were showing like, oh, what, what? they were showing like Tough Enough and things like that. Remember the, the wrestling reality show? Oh, God, I don't remember that. You don't remember that? Oh, it was no. good. Maven not, was the I'm first guy who not a bi- I'm actually not a big TV watcher, to be honest with you. What do you do? Well, I watch sports on television. There's a couple shows I watch with dedication. Like, if I get into a show, I never miss it, but I'm not one of those casual watchers or, or the TV's rarely just on in the background if I'm not engaged in it. What was the last thing you binge-watched? Like, the, the last thing you really got into? Well, people are going to laugh. I just finished 13 Reasons Why on Netflix. That's a, Well, I've heard it's really... I think it's too depressing for me. It is I couldn't watch fairly it. depressing, yes. But I've heard well, it's not really fairly, good. it is depressing. Yeah, I don't think I could do that. Because I, I like to watch TV late at night, and I'm like, I don't really want super sad stuff before I go to bed. You know what's great on Netflix is Mike Tyson Mysteries, to tie it back to a sports what? personality. What is that? <laughs> it's a 10... Each episode is about 10 minutes. It's animated. But Mike Tyson voices himself and is just a buffoon on the show. And he and his team, which include a ghost, uh, uh, his adopted Korean daughter, and a pigeon, go around and solve mysteries. But they don't really solve mysteries. Like, sometimes they do. It's, uh, it's, the humor is a little... Uh, if people are easily offended, I would suggest not watching it. But, like, what kind of drugs were being passed around in that meeting when they're like, okay, what we need is a pigeon and Mike Tyson. Norm McDonald voices the pigeon. That makes sense. Yeah. Lots of drugs then. <laughs> <laughs> it's instant pot, apparently, which was a topic on this show a couple days ago. I don't know if you heard that segment or not. No, no, I was... Uh, that's, a, that's an instant pot as a kitchen device, by the way. we got to get instant pot as a sponsor. They've gotten a lot of free advertising the, la- the last three days. Greg Reynolds in studio. What was it like? Did you get to interview Carrie Underwood? What yeah, was- I did. Yeah, yeah. So I do the I do the uh, before interviews before they hit the main stage on Kissing Day on Sunday every year. I was do it the- live or did you record it and run it later? No, they film it and they play it about 10 minutes later. But it's on the, it's on the Jumbotron. Oh, it's on the Jumbotron. It's yeah. not for the stage, specifically for the station. No, not for the... We don't even get them. Unless I go physically get my interviews after, which okay. takes about a month. I don't even see them again. So I actually don't get to see them. So what do you ask? Is just... Or do you ask the generic questions? Do you try to ask about no. recording, life stuff? I never talk about, like, music stuff. I don't care. Mm-hmm. General stuff, I don't care. I try to be a little bit different and outside the box. And earlier, I, I talked to her when her album came out a, about a year before she came to Big Valley. Mm-hmm. And the album was called Storyteller. So we were talking about 
kind of the books that she reads to Isaiah and the books that, you know, that one book that mom would always read to you before you went to bed as a kid. Mm -hmm. And she was telling me the one that she loved that mom would read to her as a kid was like those just me and my puppy books, just me and my grandma, just me and my puppy. Remember those? Sort of. (laughs) I was, yeah, they, well, I just was nodding that they make sense as kids books, not that I read. Yeah. But she said she didn't, she didn't know where they were anymore. Probably somewhere in her mom's house. So what I did was I bought a couple of those from chapters and I brought them to her so she could read them to Isaiah. And we talked about that. And then it was fun. Good. How, how is she as a live performer? I mean, she's incredible. I yeah. mean, because she actually can sing, right? Like, she's no, she doesn't have the auto-tune and all the okay. vocal production things. And she's fantastic. Uh, no, Big Valley starts tonight, doesn't it? How Kickoff come party How come you're doing inside sports over being on uh, at Big Valley? Wasn't it? That's your dedication to the show. Well, here's the thing. So my show goes till seven. Kickoff party is happening right now. So to get out to Camrose by the time it all kind of happens, I couldn't. So Chris, Jack, and Matt are out there from the morning show. Scotty's out there doing his show live. Who does the evening show on our station? So they've got it covered. I got the rest of the weekend. You're going the rest of the weekend. Friday. Night, I want to see Willie. So Willie Nelson. Yeah, Willie tomorrow Nelson. Night. Hey, that's incredible. Eighty-four years old. Really. And this week there was another Willie Nelson death hoax. How often does he tour now? Is he I, is this rare that he's playing live? I, no, I think he tries to do it as much as he can. But if he gets sick in any way or whatever, but he's he's out quite a bit for eighty four years old. It's kind of fantastic. What do you like most about Big Valley? Oh man, see, I, I get I'm super lucky in what I do, so I get to see a lot of performances. Mm-hmm. What I like the most is the people watching getting to meet different people, watching just the way people let their inhibitions go and they'll dance and they'll party and they'll just mm-hmm. kind of do it all. And then we get to meet so many of the incredible Kiss and Country listeners that come to the booth and hang yep. out. And for me, that's the most fun. Do you camp out there or do you come back? And no, I don't. I, look at me. I am not a camper. <laughs> well, look at you. You could be. I don't, I don't do identify a camper. remember the last time I had dirt under my fingernails. Okay. That's just... <laughs> well, sometimes you get dirty on the show. I can tell you that. Gross. <laughs> No, I don't. I, I I'm not a big camper, so usually I ju- just kind of drive out. I do some stuff during the day. I watch some of the performances, and I drive back at night, and then I kind of do that all weekend. Is I, it? Is it, I mean, is this the top country music festival in the country? Oh like man, what else? So what what other say. big ones are there? There's Boots and Hearts. Where's in that? Toronto. Okay. Just outside of Toronto. There's. Uh, I shouldn't be talking about these. Because we love Big Valley Jamboree, so I'm just going to say yes. It's the biggest well, one in the I, country. Well, I'm just thinking, and, I, and, and we've talked about this before, country music is, is not really my scene. It's not really my thing. Sure. As uh, Toronto gets an interception here early in the third quarter, but Calgary does lead the Argos 27-10. Um, I'm just, like, every year, Big, Big Valley is every year. and This is, tw- I, this is their 25th and, anniversary. And I, and I don't claim to know a lot about country music, but I always look and I'm like, Man, I've heard of like most of the people in this show that yeah. they they come specifically, and I, they can't all be. This can't all fit into a tour stop for them. No. Assume. So what what every artist does is basically take the summer off of touring, and then they all do the festivals. So okay. there's a bunch of festivals in the states. There's a bunch so of festivals every weekend, in Canada. They probably go do something big. Yeah. Okay, there's tons. Okay. There's like Red Rocks and Watershed, and there's Country Thunders. There's Big Valley Jamboree. There's they're everywhere. So every couple of weekends, these people will meet up at a different sort of outdoor venue who's who's on top of the country world right now oh probably i would say right now it's thomas red really and he wasn't he just here at rogers yeah like, like two, a month and a half he was fantastic too and it's kind of like the new or sam hunt i guess sam hunt just broke a record with his new single 25 weeks at number one on the billboard charts and now garth brooks he's doing how many shows in calgary it's only seven so when we beat that? him uh, early September. I think it's like the first and second weekend of okay, September. So I thought his whole thing was 
when I tour, I don't do every city. I pick a city in a region, and then everybody can just come to me, and I can do an yeah. X number of shows. Yeah. So how come he's coming back to Alberta? Has anybody asked him? Well, because we take, we take sort of, if you cut Alberta in half, he does middle up for us and middle down for them. Yeah, but I think a lot of people came from all over Western Canada. And they the still Edmonton will, shows. though, right? Because he, he could have done 30 shows here Why and sold he? them all out. I don't know. I'm, ask ask him. I'm not Garth. I'm going to interview him and ask him. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, Garth, why didn't you do 30 shows in Edmonton? Dustin H. texting in. The Just Me books are still on our bookshelf. My son and daughter read them from when I was a kid. They are 8 and 10, and I've had these books since I was their age, and they're still in great shape, and I used to take them everywhere. Oh, that's cool. Did you have one? Like, what, I did, what did not you have the to? Just Me books. No, but what did you get read? Uh, as a real little kid? I don't remember. I remember I used I learned to read by I had those records like LPs where it would be a story and you had a, a picture book oh, with words I remember so those. I learned to read by, by going by playing the black hole over and over again and Charlie Brown's All-Stars That's and awesome. I would follow along and then I would figure out what the words were I don't remember what books I read as like a, like a talking like a three like when I was 6 7 no, but eight, I'm talking I would, I would read, read to Hardy you. Boys or oh, read to me yeah, absolutely every night no before memory bed. absolutely no memory I don't think I I don't think I wanted bedtime stories. You're so weird. Because I don't have a memory of that. So See, for me, it was Green Eggs and Ham. Like, that book was tattered. Oh, I had Green Eggs and Ham. Tattered on the shelf. Like, I would read stuff with my mom or dad during the day, but I don't think I was a bedtime story kid. See, I love I just, you know, I just would have a glass of scotch and <laughs> maybe watch The National with Nolten Nash and put I would go to bed. Put on your records and... Yeah, put on my black hole. <laughs> well, I wonder how it's going to end this time, Mama. <laughs> Uh, we will talk some sports with Greg Reynolds from Kissing Country 103.9. I know he's encouraged about the Eskimos. He's not encouraged about his Indianapolis Colts. Don't. Why? Well, because you always want to talk about that. You didn't tell me that you were going to bring a dagger. Oh you don't think I saw that headline yeah, you and really just... really don't think I would bring that up. That's awful. It wouldn't be a topic. We, had a, we have a group conversation, me and my buddies who are also indie fans, and it, it is uh, sour right now. Maybe Peyton Manning will come back. We're coming back after this. This is Cam Talbot from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Ched. It is Inside Sports on 630 Ched. I am the host, Reed Wilkins. My guest is Greg Reynolds from Kissing Country 103.9. He is an outstanding radio man and an outstanding human being. I am the host. Yeah, what's your show called? The Greg Reynolds Show. <laughs> no, I don't have a name for my show. They didn't name your show? I thought no. every show had a name. I'm not that arrogant. The morning show has a name. You're not who? <laughs> that arrogant. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no. Well, the show has always been called Inside Sports. They just sub the host, three, the host yeah, yeah. name. My, no. Mine's just the drive show with Greg well, Reynolds. So it has a show. I mean, yeah, you could say that. it has a that. name. Nobody says that, though. What's, what's like, honestly, because no one's listening, what's Chris Sheets like to work with? The best. Because <laughs> I know he is. No, he he's he actually is awesome. He's just a big no, papa he's a bear. Good guy. He's a just guy. a big papa bear, right? And the stuff that he does, like you can just drink that in and learn and learn and learn. And yeah, he's he's. But the whole morning crew, like when I get to fill in for Chris, hanging out with Jack and Matt in the morning is so much fun. Yeah, Matt's a weirdo though. Absolutely, and that's why I'm emceeing his wedding because we've gotten along really <laughs> well. Getting married? I know. I know. There's a countdown to his wedding. Yeah, the white yeah. Downstairs. We started that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's thirty thirty seven days. That's soon. Yeah. Uh, my mother texting the show 
saying uh, you did read all those little golden books like the three bears i also loved uh, winnie the pooh and uh, even as a child i read spider-man comics did you know a lot of comics as a kid did you know that winnie the pooh is a girl uh winifred no when isn't it named after winnipeg it. Let's just call it. Yeah, it. No, Winnie the Winnie the Pooh is a, is a girl. That's the whole thing that you came. Told out. You told your phone to Google it. Well, that can't. You can believe everything that's on the internet. Is coming out about uh, the creator Winnie the Pooh? I believe there is. Oh, that doesn't sound great. A. a. Milne. I mean, yeah, it sounds awesome. By the way, I went to see Wonder Woman this week. And weirdest. Okay, so good movie. But what's the weirdest thing you've ever had happen to you in a theater, or you've ever seen or heard? <laughs> I don't know. Nothing. Okay, so here's what happened. <laughs> so. Wonder Woman's been out for, it seems like, a year, and it's still in theaters, It's been over right? a couple months, yeah. And so my girlfriend Sam and I go a couple of nights ago, and we're sitting in the back, and there's maybe five, six other people in the theater. And every now and then I can hear, you know when you walk by somebody and they got their headphones in, and you can h- kind of hear the music yeah. coming through that? Every now and then I hear that. I'm like, what is happening? And I turn to the guy to my right, and I'm like, no, he doesn't. And then finally I see it. The girl, like, just in front of me to my right is listening to music during the movie. That's... Not not appropriate. And I'm like, why are you? Well, how, why are you here? Well, if you like that album that much, go home it was and absorb nuts. yourself. In but it. He, that is strange. She went, came with her guy, I think, and she was like, I, I think the conversation went like this: Let's go see Wonder Woman. I don't want to do that. I just like music and not anything else. But no, I want to go see a movie. Oh, fine. So she's just listening to her music during the movie to teach I, it him a was lesson. insane. I was like, teach what are you doing? Thirty-four ten, Calgary leading Toronto. Nine and a half minutes left in the third quarter. Stampeders have completely taken over this game. Another good return by Roy Finch, who ran one back for a touchdown uh, earlier. He gets inside the Argo 45 there. Greg, uh, uh, I mean, Eskimos, uh, beat up, but they keep rolling. you got to be loving it. Well, I, I love it, but I'm worried about tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Because you don't, <laughs> it's not fun to face a team that just got whooped. Because they're going to be mad, they're going to be angry, they were, they were fighting at practice, mm-hmm. so I don't know if this is the week where they like finally come out and do something, or if they're just that bad of a dumpster fire that they're going to be bad all season. Because they've got good talent, right? Like, Zach Caleros is not going to be bad all season. I would think not, and I've I, I've always thought he's like I've said going into previous seasons. Oh, he's going to be MLP. He's going to be MLP, yeah. and then he isn't. People are like, oh, you're wrong again. Give you five bucks if you tell me what college you went to. Uh, Kalaros, he was Cincinnati, wasn't he? I don't have five bucks. I didn't think he'd get it. <laughs> well, my recall is not as good as other sports hosts on this station who are walking encyclopedias. But every once in a while, I, I get one. I got to think about it. Are we getting hooked off? Are we getting hooked yeah, off the stage? Yeah, we're coming back after the 7.30 oh, news. Okay. Yeah, the music means we're, we're, we're winding down. All right. Uh, Jay says, uh, kids barely even know what an LP is these days. Great text. They're coming back, yep. though. They're coming back. I was saying the other night, Sunrise Records in in uh, Kingsway, which is but it's such HMV a, closes down. Sunrise Records is exactly the same. It's they such a hipster thing to have. Like, oh, I bought the vinyl. Oh, good for you. I'm still listening. Aren't to you my a hipster? Phone. No. Can you like country music and be a hipster? Yeah, there's country music hipsters. Oh, we got to talk about. They're that. the ones that come to the festivals, but like only the festivals. This is Mark Letestu from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chet. The uh, video version of Pour Some Sugar On Me, which you can find on Vault, the greatest hits compilation, not on Hysteria, which was released 
30 years ago today. The only memory yes, I, I have that. of this song is my former manager at Earl's. Whenever this would come on, uh, if there was nobody in the restaurant, she would uh, dance on a table. Well, <laughs> this song was popularized by the uh, stripping industry. Yeah, I can see that. That's that's how they realized, oh, people like this song, and then they put it out as a single. Like, it's it's crazy to think that was not the lead single. I think it was the, the fourth single off the album. Do you know, we should do some research to see if it's still popular. Probably. <laughs> uh, no, here's a, te- a serious text. I'm serious. You were complaining about a young woman, relatively young, 20s, listening to something on headsets while in the movie theater? No, no, it was music. It was because the, the, the texture says the girl was probably listening to descriptive video. No, I he thought, no, no, no. You no, it was music that. for sure. Yeah, yeah. She was listening to songs. Yeah, because I, I, I thought that and I was like, because mm, I was trying to sync up like how things sounded with the movie mm-hmm. and it was no, it was like totally. It and was she music. did not seem to be visually. No, no, not at all. Anyway. No, no, it was music yeah. for sure. 100%. Yeah, that is uh, a faux pas. Yep. Shall we say? It was real weird. Yeah, Greg Reynolds joining us in studio from downstairs, Kissing Country 103.9. The, what, the drive show with Greg Reynolds, that's what we've now decided to call it. Yeah, that's a great name. Was it 2 to 7 every weekday? You're starting to get it, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm starting to figure things out. It's only been a couple finally, of years. Finally, after a few years of knowing you. Uh, 780-496-0063 is the phone number. You can text us at 630-630. Tomorrow at 6, we have... The countdown to kickoff at 7.30. We have the game, Morley, Dave, Brendan, Blake, Eskimos, Tiger Cats. So you were telling me that, uh, uh, I mean, what, what's the, besides the injuries, what has stood out for you about the Eskimos this year? I just, the injuries is the huge talking point. They, they're one of those teams, and you always got to worry about these teams every single year, no matter what sport it is. It's those teams that have the comebacks, those teams that never die. Like, do you remember the, and I, I know this is probably a sin to say this in here, but do you remember the Flames a couple of years ago? And they kind of set the record for most third-period oh, right. comeback yeah, yeah, yeah. wins? Those teams are super dangerous, and that is what's most impressive. And I think it was last week on the sideline. I don't, I don't remember who it was, but as soon as they got in the fourth quarter, he was kind of like put up four fingers like, this is our time. And it was awesome. Like uh, Isaiah Thomas on the Celtics, he's Mr. Fourth Quarter. Those kind of teams, those kind of players, you got to watch Jeez, out for. When it. you said Isaiah Thomas, I went immediately thought of the Pistons. Like, yeah, yeah. Stuff, but there is a current Isaiah yeah, Thomas. Yeah, you're old. It happens. Yeah. I am old. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> I'm middle aged. We're friends. Don't don't get ahead of me. You don't get ahead of yourself. So uh, so you're so but you're at BVJ off and on throughout the weekend. Most of the weekend, you're, you're going to be out there. Did I ask you who you're most looking forward to seeing? Yeah, Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson. Because okay. I don't know, and I don't know how many more times I'm going to be able to see Willie Nelson. Right. And I know I can see Little Big Town again. I know I can see Keith Urban Who's again. Who's the biggest act this week? Is it Urban? Is it Big and Rich? When there? we've given away, well, Big and Rich is tonight. Well, I think they're, they're going to be a playing fun. right now, probably. Ah, uh, probably Eric Pasley right now. I, I would imagine Big and Rich right around ten. Okay. You got to wait. Well, that right? late. You got to build up the hype. Build it up, sure. Um, I would say. Yeah, the most people we've talked to when giving away tickets, because we do the Wheel of Country, which, by the way, we do tomorrow morning at 6.15, 7.15, and 8.15. Okay. Um, when you can win your tickets, you know, we talk to people like, who do you want to see most? And 90% of the people say Keith Urban. And I don't know what it is about him that has him so far separated from everybody else, but people love him. Uh, is he the one married to Kidman? Yeah. And he's Australian. Yes. But he's pretty established. I mean, he must be 20 years by now. Yeah. Or close. Yeah, right around there. And I think the American Idol thing helps, too. Like, I think any time oh, you can... he's a judge, right? He, well, he was until they ended it oh, right. for six months. And we're like, ah, goodbye, tearful thing. Oh, it's been such a great run. And now it's back somehow on a different network. Okay. 
We were talking about that earlier, by the way. We've been all over the map on the show. This week, actually, might be the most variety of sports and non-sports topics we, I like we've that. ever had on the show. It's pretty fun, actually. We have Mike at 780-496-0063. Hi, Mike. Hi. Uh, sorry, sorry to interrupt. Uh, the uh, thing I was going to ask, I was at the Eskimo game last uh, Friday. really enjoyed it. And I was really uh, quite sparked by a couple of the Eskimo players. Two, number two and number nine. And uh, I'm not really sure the names, but every play, offensive play, they had some kind of get up and actions. I call it in plays. I don't know what it was. But oh, the two backup it. quarterbacks. Is that what it was? Danny O'Brien and James Franklin. They're doing f- signals yeah. into Riley, though I think at this point they're just play acting and goofing around. Yeah. But it was all in sync, right? They did the same? Yeah, they rehearsed some of it, trust me. There's The Eskimos oh, tweeted some video today. Okay, okay. No, I, I just said I'd never seen that before. In all the decades I've been following the Eskimos, I've never seen two guys that were so in sync and, and even like, entertaining, if nothing else. Yeah, they have they have some fun with it. I mean, Riley's getting the play call through the, the headset in his, in his helmet. Um, but I think they're trying to make people believe that they're uh, sending it. Well, maybe they are, but they definitely have taken it to a new level for sure. Yeah. Well, so if somebody's reading signs, you know, from uh, the other side or upstairs or whatever, they're certainly not hiding anything. Right. Mike, thanks <laughs> for calling, buddy. Appreciate it. Thanks. Okay. That's Mike, 780-496-0063. Uh, Reed, what kind of field access do you get to Commonwealth? I can go on the field if I desire, but I go to the games as a fan. But my media my pass, uh, I have I have a field pass. Yes. If I were to challenge you to a field goal kicking contest, okay, could we do that? I th- we'd have to arrange that. But how much fun would that be? How far do you think you could kick? <sighs> Maybe twenty-five. What? That's it. How far do you think you could kick? Oh, fifty. <laughs> Please don't tell me you actually think that. No, I don't. Okay, good. But we did go out one day about five years ago with like a bucket of beer, and we found like a high school field, and it was a Saturday afternoon, and we brought a bunch of footballs, and there was about six of us, and we just kind of, every time you made one, you went back five yards, and back five yards, and back five yards. Yeah. Hey, you get some of that. That's uh, a long way, man. Kicking juice. Once you're out there, and you actually, how far, what was the farthest one somebody made? Somebody made a 45-yarder. 45? It was awesome. just barely. Oh, absolutely. But he was a soccer player, too. Okay. So so, that helps. Yeah. No, I could not successfully make, I don't don't think I could make one over 30. But I feel like the Reed versus Greg field goal challenge could be a thing we could do. Okay. Well, sure. Yes, we could do that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Maybe I'm not in TV anymore, so stuff like that doesn't interest you as, as much. Hanging out with your pal Greg, kicking field goals? When uh, Jesperson and I were working at City TV, Jesperson's now on this station, 9 to noon, obviously. So we we were colleagues at City TV. And uh, what was the team that was here? The the, uh, Capitals. The Edmonton Capitals were here. But Ryan and I were in the morning. We were talking about pitching. And and he was like, so what 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 is like the top guy in the majors throw? I was like, well, a few guys. You know, it might be a couple guys a year who hit 100. Yeah, if you're lucky. With their fastball. Some guys can consistently throw maybe mid nineties, but a lot of guys will throw low nineties, eighties on the fastball. Right? You even have remember Trevor Hoffman, the great closer for the Padres. Yeah, was awesome. He like threw low eighties with his fastball, but he placed it so well. So I was like, okay. So so Jesperson says to me, he goes, okay. So I could probably throw about eighty. <laughs> and I said, I said, no. I said, no, you couldn't. And he's like, oh come on. If a pro can throw a hundred, I could throw eighty. And I was like, Ryan, you could not throw eighty. And he like totally didn't believe me. 
He's, he's like, well, let, all he goes, let's phone the Capitals, book something, we'll go out and shoot a story. And he goes, what do you, what do you think you could throw? And I said, I said, okay, throwing a strike? I said, prob- maybe in the 50s. Yeah. Maybe in the 50s. Yeah. And he's like, oh, come on. You can only throw 50 miles an hour. What kind of a baby are you? <laughs> and like, he totally doesn't believe me. And now he's mocking my perceived ability of myself. Sure. So I said, okay, let's let's go do the story. But I said, you, I said we're talking about throwing strikes here. We're not talking about sailing it over the backs. No, you can't be wild. Hit seventy, right? So we went out and pitched, and we got a little pitching lesson, like even on the grip of the ball and proper motion. And I think the best strike I threw was fifty-three, and that was actually a strike, or at least in around, in and around the plate. Like it didn't hop; it wasn't yeah. way up in the air. Ryan got over 60, but it was like bouncing 15 feet in front of the plate. Which so, would not count. Which you can't even no. really count that. I mean, and that's the thing, like, you, I, I, you know, then we joke about it, but the average fan who says, like, oh, I, I could have I stopped that shot, or, uh, you know, I, I could have finished that pass for McDavid, or, or you know, I could have made that field goal, or I could have caught that. I mean, Kurt Schilling said once, and he's got a bit of an attitude, obviously, but he said 80% of fans couldn't play catch with a Major League Baseball player. Like, just the, the pace on the ball and the snap and all that kind of stuff. That's why that Pros versus show, Joe's show was so good. We come back to Pros versus Joe. Right. It was so good. <laughs> it all around. These guys, man, I, I can't believe you've never seen that. And if they brought that back, I'd be all over it. Yeah, but but anyway, I, I don't know. Like, I, we, I did the field goal kicking thing uh while I was in, in Lloyd doing TV. Remember when Paul McCallum, Ryder fans are going to love this. What was it, 04? Was that when he got the manure Paul dumped McC- on his Yeah, thing? he yeah, missed yeah. that short field goal in overtime. It was an 18-yarder. So I went out in my dress shoes and made an 18-yard field goal. So we know you can hit 18 yes. in dress shoes. So now, I don't know. I mean, that's why I said maybe 25. And it would probably leak over the bar. I'll tell you But you got to make it, right? You can't have the distance and be wide. No. So that's why when your buddy kicked a 45-yarder, it was good. It was good. Because I'm sure a lot of guys could wildly pound the ball. Like, it's just like when you talk to a guy who says, oh, I can drive a golf ball 300 yards. Which I can, And then you play the round with him, and he hits one out of 14 drives straight. And the rest are lost. Yeah. So in that case, I don't consider. I don't think you can drive a three the ball three hundred yards if you're ten percent accuracy. No, and that but and that's the the tough thing is, and you you know when you're out with a like group we're of buddies about executing the yeah. play. Yeah, you know when you're out with a group of buddies and one guy hits a long drive and everybody's going ooh. Well, that being that guy, then you're trying to get that noise. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you always want to be like, oh, they know I can hit it big. Let me see what I can do. Yeah. And that's why it's just it, it's brutal. Because then you're hitting it left and right, and yeah. but that's but again that's the that's the definition, and, and I think most people appreciate that. And a lot of times when they say, you know, it's like you know, Rob and I always have those eye rolling moments, you know, after Oilers games. It's like, well, well, my on the power play, my peewee team does this. Why don't the Oilers? Think? <laughs> well, okay, let's. I respect that you're coaching your son and his friends on the peewee team, but the strategies and the level of execution and the speed are, are a little bit different. Hey, are you going to roast me about my Colts or what? What's going on here? Oh, we haven't got to that yet. Well, I don't really have much to roast. I mean, you just told me the other day that you're already convinced they're going to be horrible. Well, so I saw a headline that says Andrew Luck might miss six games, the first six games of the season. Oh, that's bad. Who's their backup? Question mark? 
Well, who, is now, the, who is the guy that was always Manning's backup there? Jim Sorgi. Sorgi, right. And uh, Elway with the Broncos always had uh, Kubiak. Yep. He went on to be a coach. Yeah. Is he still well, coaching or did he got, got the Texans fired him? N- n- no, Kubiak won with uh, Manning in Denver. Oh, and then he went to Denver, right? Yeah, right. now he's done. When was Fo- oh, Kubiak followed Fox? Yeah. In Denver. Yeah, right, exactly. Right. But Kubiak was Houston before that. Houston. Wasn't he the one that collapsed that one game? Uh, yeah, he had heart stuff. Some heart stuff, yeah. Being a coach, man, it's... You don't sleep much. Like, you're always watching film. You are you have so many people to manage. You know, so many responsibilities to worry about. Do you think... And I, I don't know, like, I'm sure you follow the NFL pretty closely, but do you think that More this so season... so when the season starts. I'm honestly not looking at every single no, preseason story right no, now. No, because preseason NFL is the worst. Like, the, I think the Hall of Fame game is tonight, but I don't care. Yeah, no, like, I know. But, and so here's the football, thing. Football has the worst preseason games. But anyway. I don't think that this season is going to be fun to watch because I think, like, with, with what the Patriots did, and you know my hatred for the Patriots, <laughs> I don't. I, I feel like they're just going to run away with the AFC. And so Not it's possibly, you know, you get Big Ben maybe wanting to retire, and how much is he really into it? Joe Flacco's out. Andrew Luck is out for at least six, like I I just don't see maybe the Raiders can push him a little bit but and then you got to watch every week and everybody talking about how great Tom Brady is and it's going to be a really rough season for me. Here's a good text of six thirty six thirty. This person says I played baseball competitively until I was eighteen. My hardest throw to the plate was under seventy. So that shows you. I mean this this individual was. Sounds like a competitive, pretty decent baseball player, but still never topped 70 miles per hour. But the interesting thing about baseball, and I mean, Greg, you've probably read stuff like this or seen, you know, when they have the the combines or it's like, okay, we got a camp and 20 pitchers are going to yep. come and throw for 50 pitches each. They, they look at velocity because they figure they can teach accuracy and they can teach spin, but it's hard to teach... If a guy's topping out at 82, he's probably never going to throw 92. He might get up to 84, but so if you can throw hard, even if you're wild, you're more likely to get a contract or get some sort of development coach. Well, so you're going to love this story. Who's the third string quarterback on the Eskimos right now? O'Brien, Danny O'Brien. So it's Riley Franklin O'Brien. And he went to, he, he's from the States, right? Yeah, he played numerous colleges. He kept transferring, yeah. But didn't, didn't he understudy for Jeff Goff at Cal? He was he transferred out of Cal because Goff came in. Right. I don't think he was ever actually his back. He was. So him and I he were hanging out a little bit at K-Days right. with Justin Sorensen and a couple of the other guys. They were they were having a good time. And he was telling me this story about how he was looking at me. He's like, man, you know, I, I, I kind of wish I would have tried the whole baseball thing a little harder. So one day he's, whatever college he transferred to from Cal, and I can't remember Montana yeah, or something like check. that. There was he and there was he went to some smaller ones along the way. Yeah. yeah, but anyway, so he was at the school and there was open tryouts for the baseball team, and he went out and the coach is like, "All right, man, just just throw something for me," and he hucked one. Not and like you said, not even close to the strike zone, but he hit like ninety three. Wow! And the coach is like, "Whoa!" And so he threw for about half an hour. Probably Catawba College. That's where. Not that one. No, no, no. The one he Fresno State. That sounds right. Oh, right. He did wind up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fresno State. Anyway, anyway sorry, so sorry. So he about he said he was about half an hour and he was just kind of wearing jeans and a t-shirt. He didn't take it seriously, but he was just hucking balls. 90, 90, 90, sweating, just gross, never hitting the strike zone. <laughs> and the coach is like, all right, man, so here's what's going to happen. You're going to be on our team. You're not going to see the field for like the first six months because we have to teach you control. We have to teach you different pitches, but 
later in the season, you're probably going to get in some games. And he just got too bored not playing. And he got too frustrated with trying to throw a curveball and trying to hit the strike zone. So he kind of left. And he's like, man, I wish I would have just let those coaches teach me and teach me and teach me. Because I will tell you right now, the best position in sports to ever play is like a middle innings reliever in baseball. Because you got to play like one inning. (laughs) Maybe every couple of days you're making like $7 million a year. Doesn't matter if you're in shape. Doesn't matter if you get lit up. Well, if you're and if you're left-handed, they'll like you even more. Exactly. Yeah, teach your kid to be left-handed, everybody. Everybody always says, "Oh, I'd like to play center for the Oilers. I'd like to be a quarterback for the Eskimos." No, you don't. There's so much pressure. Be a middle reliever. Yeah, but there's pressure in everything. And wouldn't you? I, wouldn't I? Like I? I don't know. I think the high-pressure positions would be the most fun. Sure, but think about the other way. Seventh inning, game's out of hand. You roll in there. Doesn't matter if you throw strikes or not. Still making seven well, million dollars a year. Well, yes, it does matter though, because if you didn't throw strikes, you'd be off the team, and you wouldn't have that contract for the next. But is there pressure if it's ten four and you're on the four? Well, I guess not. But no. you you would have pressure situations though. Not as much. Be the greatest thing ever. Well, why sit- don't you want the pressure? Sit- don't you want to be in big situations? You want the millions of dollars. You wouldn't for want playing to be sports. the closer. You wouldn't want no. to be Mariana Rivera. Are you kidding me? The pressure that comes along with that? Well, I would love that. Oh, seriously? I feel gross just thinking about it. I would love that. Man, the the game is in your hands at that point. Yeah. No. Why wouldn't you want that? Because you got a middle reliever like me sitting in the bullpen, yucking it up, putting gum on people's heads, just having a blast. So you just want to play? play you just want to be a pro athlete? Making millions of dollars a year. Absolutely right. That's my whole life. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much sums up why you're not a pro athlete. One of the many reasons. What? (laughs) You got to be kidding me. I'd love to have the ability for one day, like to be a quarterback, just to see what what it was like. It would be awful because you would hurt so bad. You would get smoked. Well, no, I would have an old line. Doesn't matter. You still get smoked. No, I said like to have the physical ability. Like my brain. Oh, so it wouldn't like, be you. My brain in like you know Favre's body for a day when he was in his prime. You know? Sure. I guess. Yeah. I'd like my brain in Kate Upton's body. That's fair. You want to be a woman? <laughs> well, I just want to be, be in Kate Upton's suit? body. Oh my goodness. That's well. I think I think we're getting pretty specific there. <laughs> Uh, 7.52, Greg Reynolds in studio. <laughs> this portion of the show brought to you by Action Furnace, home of the fixed writer. It's free guarantee. Visit actionfurnace.ca. We're coming back. Hi, this is Ryan Eugene Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 6.30, Chad. Calgary leading Toronto in the CFL. They're early in the uh, fourth quarter, that is. Western Major Baseball League, Western Conference semifinal. Edmonton Prospects trailing the Okotoks Dogs 5-0 in the fourth inning. The best of five is tied 1-1. Game four also at REMAX Field tomorrow at 7. Okotoks Dogs, D-A-W-G-S. Do you know who they need right now? The Prospects? Fred McGriff? No. The middle reliever. Okay. Just <laughs> That's, enough. That's enough. He's Greg Reynolds. I'm Reed Wilkins. It's Inside Sports at 6.30, Chad. Thanks a lot for joining us tonight. Mike Fisher retiring after 17 seasons in uh, the Canadian Football League. Did, Oil- you see, did you see his post on the Tennessee Like he wrote a special retiring oh, article? Oh, I, I have not uh, I've not read it yet. Well, my friend, you can look at it I at kissnfm.com. I the day, to be honest with you. Kissnfm.com. And you can see Carrie Underwood's message to her hubby about his retirement. Oh, sweet. Yeah. 
Patrick Newcomb leading the Oil Country Championship two-shot lead after round one at the Windermere. Shot an eight under 62. Man. I shot 92 today, and I was thrilled. I was just like, yeah, I'm good. What's your biggest problem right now in the game? Like, you were going around the course, you're like, uh, My swing. Fair enough. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> the swing in general. <laughs> uh, actually, here the problem I have now is I... I uh, I mean, I de- and I've talked about my golf game to death. It's been therapy for me talking about it on air with, with people. I- I've improved a lot over the last year. I mean, my scores are by no means good, and I'm not a good golfer, but I have improved, which was step one of wa- what I wanted to get to. Uh, my biggest problem now is that I still have a tendency to jam iron shots where I I come down too far behind the ball. I take like a six-inch divot the and the ball beaver rolls 30 yards. Yeah, I take the beaver pelt. I mean, obviously not every shot is straight, but you're always going to have a shank. Oh, yeah. Right? Where, okay, you know, good contact, but I didn't quite hit it clean or I was and I or I was maybe I was aiming there. You know, so you're going to have to deal with a shot in the rough or the bunker. But I still, I still waste too many shots where I might hit a good drive. You know, I got an iron, hopefully into the green, and then instead of hitting the proper yardage, I, I jam it and I get a you know a thirty yard roll. Do you have fun playing golf? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I absolutely love the game. Because here's my thing about good golfers: most good golf, and I'm ta- I'm not talking these guys that are shooting eight under. I'm talking the guys that are like a, still recreational golfers, like a two to an eight handicap. Yeah, I don't feel like they enjoy it. Why? Because they're so serious about it. I think it like every bogey is agonizing it. to those guys. But that's part of the fun. It's you get nuts. upset, and then you get a bounce back, and then you hit some good shots, and then no. you talk about how you worked through it. Or, I've stopped caring that's about... The, that's the fun part of it. No, you got to just go out there and have a little birdie juice and... Uh, see, uh, no, that's not how I play at all. Oh, we would not match well together. No, we wouldn't. Well, clearly we don't. What? Already. Well, given your attitude about middle relief <laughs> and the... How apparently it's the best position in pro sports. Are you shocked that I'm the lazy golfer that doesn't care about his score and would rather just have a beer? No, it doesn't shock me or offend me at all. We're just we're just different. It all goes I, to the same path. See, I though. have I have more fun, and 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 people I know, family and friends who are close to me have have criticized me for this. Is that I is that I take my recreation seriously? Oh, you're that, that guy. So if I like oh. when I'm into Def Leppard, I am into Def Leppard. When I want to get to be a better golfer, I try to be a better golfer, but I enjoy it. That makes it more enjoyable for me. Yeah, but I don't that's throw, not... I don't throw away the experience. If we're playing together, that's not enjoyable for me as the other guy no, in the but twosome. I, but I don't inflict it on other people. Oh, I, I could, guarantee I could, you I could, I could play with you, and if you wanted to have a beer and, and you were laughing at bad shots... Like, I laugh at my bad shots, but I also have the dialogue where it's like, okay, what what do I do wrong? Let's see if I can figure it on this. Yeah, but if you're but on I'm a double streak, like, I'm are you serious? I'm not out there giving other people... Am I serious when I play? Yeah, like, if you're on, like, a double streak, like, three doubles in a row, you're like, oh, Raid, come on, Raid. Come no, on. no. I might, I might internalize a little bit, but it won't affect the way I act around the people I'm playing with. That's better. Because there are you, you've golfed with a guy who's, like, just angry until he get, hits, has a good hole. You're like, that guy's not fun to play with. He shuts down. He there's, stops there's talking. One, there's one friend that he and I are a bit like that when we play together, but we're not like that around other Oh, people. you're not good for each other, then. Don't play together. Because that's no fun. No, we, we love playing together. Oh, love geez. playing together.
Greg, thanks for stopping by. How do people uh, people follow you on Twitter? Uh, at Kiss and Greg, C-I-S-N-G-R-E-G-G. And you'll be mingling with fans at uh, BBJ? Come hang out. We're in the main concert bowl. We'll be there all weekend. Hey, I love having you on the show. Anytime, buddy. Also, thanks to Brock Sunderland and Brendan Ulrich. Eskimos broadcast starts with the countdown to kickoff tomorrow at 6, game at 7.30. I'm on holidays next week. Brendan Ulrich will be hosting the show. Have fun. My name is Reed Wilkins. Take care. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the great white north and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.